0: hey what's up everybody and welcome to career insights 501 i'm your host dr loso and today we're going to be talking about a career as a voice actor so today i have my friend jake phillips on the um call with me and he's going to be talking about his career as a voice actor and how he got into that and give you awesome tips on how to pursue that career or start out in that career and um you know even if you're already in it, how to elevate yourselves in their career? So, Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this for me. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Doctor Lesho. Good to talk to you.
0: <laughs> so, um, Jake, if you could tell the people a little bit about yourself, give them a little background history
1: about you. You bet. Um, born and raised in uh, Mississippi, I went. I attended Mississippi State University. Uh, met you spring, mm-hmm. my sophomore year in speech class, 2005. So we've known each other quite a while. Yeah, quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, graduated in 07, commissioned in the U.S. Army, uh, was stationed in Kansas, South Carolina, a few other places, deployed to Iraq, um, got out, had some several jobs in industry, including uh, as a contractor at Mercedes-Benz, over uh, between Tuscaloosa and Birmingham. And then my last kind of conventional job was at Yokohama Tire Manufacturing in West Point, Mississippi, kind of right between uh, where you grew up and where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so now I, I, I work from home, uh, have my own place out in the country, married, four kids, and uh, we got chickens, you know, it's just a very, <laughs> very laid back life I've got. and I really like it.
0: Hey, um, with the prices of eggs right now, I bet those chickens are coming in, in handy. Oh,
1: I know, we, we don't <laughs> buy eggs. And yes, that, that's, that's been very nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, growing up, we had eggs too. So yeah, I, I'm from the area. And um, just so you all listeners don't get it misconstrued, Mississippi isn't as country as It may sound, but, you know, it it has country parts, you know, it's it's still the South. So, um, but growing up, I, we had chickens as well. They were kind of like pets, but we had the benefit of getting eggs from them. But we had about two dozen. I don't know how many, um, you have.
1: I think we have 14, including the rooster.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. We had like two roosters and like a a lot of hens. So it started off with us, um, getting the little chicks for Easter from the co-op, um, but yeah, so um, getting back to, to doing voiceover, how did you get into to that? Like where you were a kid, was it something that you used to do watching TV shows, mocking cartoon characters or characters from your um, favorite TV show? Or, you know, as you got older, was it something where people say, hey, man, you got a really great voice. You should think about voice acting. So how did you get into that?
1: Right. Well, I think um, my dad had a really deep voice. People always said I sounded like him. So I had that sort of unconscious, like, hey, you have a deep voice or something. And then Mm -hmm. also, yes, every cartoon, I've always loved animated stuff, Uh, Woody Woodpecker, I've always been big into Pixar, you know, Toy Story, I remember, uh, we had friends in Prairie, Mississippi. I watched Toy Story on VHS in Prairie, Mississippi.
0: Uh, That's where I'm from.
1: Exactly. Uh, You know, Toy Story, you know, uh, Buzz Lightyear and anyway, yes, I did all that. Never seriously (laughs) thought about, you know, oh, I could maybe make money at that or that anybody makes money at that. I just saw, Mm -hmm. you know, Tom Hanks, he's an actor, so that's what they do. Um, But I didn't think about, you know, if you look at that cast, there's a bunch of people on that cast you've never heard of. Those are the voice actors and that's all they do is do the little bit parts where it's like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) What, what the heck? <laughs> hey, they do all that and get paid tons of money. Um, but in the, uh, I didn't I didn't ever seriously consider it until when I was in the army, I went to a stage production of Romeo and Juliet at Kansas State University, who has a really good theater program. And I, I kind of, and, and I went to another play and I don't remember what the play was called, but I kind of, the thought of performing was the first time I remember that sort of taking seed in. Mm. And then um, later on, I heard an audio book. And I thought, you know what, that, that sounds really, I wonder if I could do that. Um, And so this was probably 08 or 09. But I never did anything about it till my dad passed away 2013. And I had a a newborn daughter. And I thought, well, I think I have one recording of my dad, like on MP3 by mm. I treasure it. Well, I thought, well, what if I have recordings of me reading stories and classic books and the Bible, you know, just whatever, mm-hmm. uh, for her. And that way, if I get hit by a bus, why she's got the whole, you know, iPod full of stuff. Yeah, Folks were still using back then was iPods. <laughs> uh, of, of uh, you know, recordings of dad reading. So that was the yeah. motivation to get started. It had nothing to do with money. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sort of make memories for my uh, for my for my little girl. Mm. Um nice. And I guess one day I just decided maybe I could make money at this. And I started listening mm-hmm. to good narrators and so this is probably 2015 something like that. Okay. I started working at it maybe 14 I started working at it. And then, you know, one thing led to another until I started actually making money.
0: Nice. So, so what was your first, um, gig and how was that? Like, what was the experience like for you as a, um, a voice actor for the first time? Cause I, we did some work, you know, a couple of years ago yeah. say, um, in the past. And that was for some instructional design, um, e-learning courses. But um, I know you do. You've just you've done stuff for commercials, and I think you know. I saw your TikTok the other day. You were doing some stuff on there about um, Emily or Emma. Uh,
1: probably Emily Bronte, or maybe Emma from Jane Austen, or something like that.
0: I think that that's what it was. Somebody said you were spelling the name wrong, but oh, the- we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit a little bit later on. Sure. Um, but yeah, so what was that first job like for you uh, as a voice actor?
1: Well, I think, uh, my first job was a, um, fake, it was a fake commercial for a, like a, a fake product basically for the marketing of a, like a indie film mm. I, I mean, we'll give you a hundred bucks if you read this. And so I was like, sure. And so I did it and they, you know, put it on YouTube and used it in their marketing. And I thought, well, that was, that was really cool. You know, I had mm-hmm. to, you know, and, um. I think that built my confidence, I th- and I encourage everybody, whatever you're doing, get some small victories. You know, mm. I say, you know, I, in let's say baseball, don't try and hit a home run. Just, just make contact with the ball. Just mm-hmm. get there, put the bat on the ball, try to get on base. Yeah, don't worry about yeah. the slam yet. That'll come probably when you least expect it. And um, so that was probably my first time that I remember, you know, getting payment for something that I did with my voice. And I remember that being really exciting.
0: Mm -hmm. That's what's up. So, so, um, how did you go from working at Yokohama was your last, like, I guess, corporate or industry job, so to speak. Um, how did you go from working there full-time to transitioning to having your voice acting talents be your full-time, um, Money maker, because for me, I just kind of like started my whole thing up with insight and building that brand out. Is it? I feel like I have to have that safety net of a full time job until that can like pay my bills, so to speak. Um, so how did you make that transition?
1: Exactly what you just said, as far as mm-hmm. I went from you know, because when I got the job at Yokama, I thought, well, you know, if I do a good job and, and everything will hopefully i can retire here i can spend 20 or 30 years and and have a comfortable good life and retire and you know kind of the american dream sort of a deal you know yeah um and uh obviously there's nothing wrong with that i have all the respect in the world for people that will show in show up clock in every day for years and years and you know do great work i mean america needs lots of people like Mm -hmm. thankful for those people. But me, that's not me, I kind of need to, you know, um, I don't like being boxed in, I guess I like to make my schedule. There's a lot of stuff that came along with uh, about a couple years in, I'm kind of like, man, I got to work for myself somehow. And so I started saying, Okay, what can I do? So instead, it became It went from being, okay, this is my career to, oh, this is, this is my vehicle to get me to where I really want to go, which is working. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep doing great work. I'm going to be conscientious, all that stuff. But this is not going to be my career, (laughs) my career. I'm going to build on my lunch break and on the drive over and on the drive back by learning, listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube videos. Uh, practicing accents or voices or whatever, whatever I need to do. I'm going to do that in my free time and late at night, after I get home from work. So that's mm-hmm. what I did for, you know, the last year and a half, I guess that I was there was every day when going to work, I was not, you know, I was thinking about, okay, let's get through work, and do a good job, obviously, but also, okay, how do I get out of this place? yeah i almost thought of it <laughs> like a prison like okay yeah i'm gonna do what you tell me <laughs> prison I, break i'm digging a tunnel out back by the way <laughs> i don't know about <laughs> you know I'm, I'm shaking that uh that uh the old movie with steve mcqueen the great escape where it's there oh yeah prison camp and uh and they're like digging a tunnel out and those those shake the dirt out of their pants every day when they yeah I think that's what I was, (laughs) and then when it got to the point that I was making enough money that I kind of felt comfortable saying, "You know what? At some point, I gotta, you know, I gotta say I'm out of here." I got Mm -hmm. to the point where it's like I can't make any more money than this unless I quit. So for Mm a while, I'm probably gonna sacrifice, but ultimately, I gotta quit this job in order to. You know, when a client says, hey, we'd like to record at, uh, oh, I don't know, nine in the morning on a Tuesday. Can you do that? Well, in the current job, no, I can't. I'm, I can only record after, you know, after hours outside. Yeah. Basically. And if you're in a pro recording session, they don't want to hear that. (laughs) So, you know, I had to say, okay, let's get out of here and act like a pro. So that's what I did.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Who were some of your biggest um, inspirations as a voice actor? Like, who who were people that you looked up to? I know you mentioned, your you know, your dad earlier and his voice, so I would take it that he was a big inspiration and influence on, um, you know, you pursuing that career or, you know, wanting to hone that craft. But who are some, I guess, more industry, I guess, like you said, voice actors aren't really known unless they're kind of like, really big. For me, the first person that I think of is James Earl Jones, because he's so famous for like our generation for like Mufasa and yep. um, Darth, Vader Darth Vader, and that sort of thing.
1: Definitely James Earl Jones, because he has mm-hmm. that. Nobody even sounds remotely like. <laughs> oh, I thought that was no, you didn't. That's James Earl. <laughs> There's only one uh, him. Uh, um, Morgan Freeman oh yeah who is a whole nother style right mm-hmm. he's not the kind of uh booming like <laughs> god is that you know it's like <laughs> it's like grandpa and he could be giving you the worst news in right. the world but it just sounds like it's gonna be okay you know what i mean right right yeah and his his diction his cadence it just sounds like everything's gonna be okay and i mm-hmm. love warmth there. So him, both of those, uh, James Earl Jones, Morgan Freeman, Tom Selleck is another one. Mm. Um, he did a he narrated a series called North America. And it's, you know, it's a nature series that was on mm. Discovery channel about 2013. And it's fantastic. Mm. And it has,
0: I probably seen I probably seen that because I watch all of those. Okay, like, nature yeah. discovery. Yeah.
1: And there are clips on YouTube and stuff, but Tom Selleck, that was one of the first ones that I actually listened to on YouTube, like typed out the script and then recorded myself reading it and tried to sound like him. That was one of the the first guys that I did that to. Um, And then, and those are American actors, British actors, Benedict Cumberbatch is a fake. Mm. And you know, he's, uh, most people know him as Dr. Strange in the market. Mm -hmm. Um, series and then Tom Hiddleston, who you know is Loki in the Marvel universe. Okay, um, both of them are unbelievable narrators. Unbelievable. There's so, <laughs> and uh, you know, in the movie, a lot of times there's so much visual stuff you don't really focus on the voice. If you go onto YouTube and type in Tom Hiddleston reading poetry, oh my gosh, that is mm. that that is some good stuff.
0: um, I can see it now that you, now that you mentioned it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Tom. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that.
1: This is Jake Phillips and you're listening to career insights 501 with Dr. Loso.
0: Okay. So could you tell us a little bit more about, I guess, the different types of voice actors? So I know you had mentioned like narration, um, just a few seconds ago. What are the other different types of voice actors out there?
1: Well, usually you have uh long form and short form. Mm-hmm. It's kind of most will go into one of those two categories. Long form is audiobooks, documentaries, uh e learning modules, podcasts, you know, we a long um there's a podcast called Old Gods of Appalachia, a lot of people listen to that is uh it's it's all narrated basically. Mm. that's long form and then you have your short form which is you know 30 second pepsi commercial that kind of thing 60 second pepsi commercial and then you have your like your character type stuff so it could be a character in a cartoon on a video game maybe um a museum piece where you walk up and punch the button and you hear somebody talking to you as a character like hey i'm you know whoever whoever person yeah. um, you know there's all kind of things uh, six Flags rides at Six Flags you know the characters and those things somebody uh, somebody was paid to voice those and uh, it really is all around you you hear voiceover everywhere
0: mm-hmm yeah, that's interesting that you say that now because I'm thinking about like those little Valentine cards or like the little bears that dance and sing something mm-hmm. or sing a song. So it really is all around you. And I really didn't start thinking about it myself until you started naming all those things like, um, you know, the, the Six Flags stuff because I worked at, you know, theme parks myself. So I I just never thought about those being voice actors. I think it, in my mindset, it kind of goes back to um the conversation earlier about as a child watching cartoons, you don't really think about that being a, a career or a job that someone right. doing it's, To me, that was just like that was Woody Woodpecker. Like it's right. nobody else. It's just Woody Woodpecker right. talking. So I didn't really think about the people behind the 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 voice of those characters. So that's that's interesting, you know, even for me now that I'm I'm thinking about it. But yeah, yeah, video games is such a big thing too now, and and I don't think people really think about the voice actors on that i know microsoft just like what made me think about it briefly over the past years is when microsoft had their um mobile os windows os and they had their um cortana the lady who spoke for cortana and halo mm-hmm. she did the um actual voice for that and um the the os and i think they incorporated it into their their like main os windows okay but i found what I found interesting about that is that she was going through and saying like certain, like, I guess, phrases or parts of words, and they would piece it together, I guess, with some type of AI so that she could just go through and say any words, or some, some type of, I guess, smart learning. I don't know right. really exactly what they were doing there with that. Do you know anything about that?
1: Not really. I know that there's definitely a lot of development in AI on that kind of mm-hmm. thing where you can, um, you know, it used to be just a computer generated voice that's that, you know, they're trying to make sound like sort of a natural person Mm -hmm. conversating. And I think they're, they got a ways to go, but it's also come a long ways. Well, Mm -hmm. now they're to the point that they're trying to make it sound like, you know, they could, you know, like you, um, you know, if you have, uh, if we have his DNA, we could find him. Oh, here's his ball cap. Okay. Well, We can find we can do Mm. do tests. Now we have his DNA. Now we can test all this stuff. It's like if you have a voice message, you can put it in this program and then make them say anything as you. (laughs) Like that's what they're working on now. And again, I don't think it's it's not foolproof (laughs) yet, but give it Mm -hmm. a few years probably will be.
0: Yeah. That that's crazy because I remember the text to speech, the first thing that I remember back with that was Bunzy buddy. I think it's Bunzy, but it was the purple gorilla gorilla. And you could type in, um, like words and it would, it would speak like your name or sentences or okay. whatever you would say. Um, that was like late nineties, I think. Right. Cause I still remember the, the dial up, but it would be like so slow to download the actual, um, application, but it, it was pretty cool at the time. But like I said, they've definitely come a long way from, from that. Um, so that's interesting. Um, where do you see the industry going as far as voice acting? Because we see all this stuff out here now with deepfake and AI and machine learning and all that. So where do you see the industry going and how do you think it's going to affect, um, I guess, human voice actors?
1: Well, you know, obviously I don't know, but I suspect that it will continue. AI and everything will continue going that way, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that will definitely have an impact in some way on voice actors. But I also think that voice actors like myself won't ever go away completely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like people in the U.S. used to light their homes with whale oil. That, you know, men would go out in a ship Mm -hmm. and, you know, kill whales and take the blubber and make oil and people would light their homes and do other stuff. Well, we don't do that anymore. Later it became coal. Mm-hmm. People would light their homes with coal and stuff, but they were still hunting whales on a smaller scale, but they were still hunting whales. Right. And then later on, after coal, it was, you know, electricity mm-hmm. or, or, you know, other things, but eventually electricity. And yet there's still coal mining that goes on There's still Mm -hmm. people harvesting whales, uh, that kind of thing. Mm So those things are still around. I suspect that it will affect the industry. It'll take a lot of the business, you know, for the person Mm -hmm. that says, you know, well, instead of paying this guy, you know, 3,000 bucks every six months to do whatever, how about we spend a thousand dollars on some software that we could use for the next five years? And just, mm-hmm. just run all our stuff through it. You know what I mean? So I think that right, will happen, yeah. I, su- I suspect. But I also think for people that say, you know what? We want to stand out. And a human is just always going to, I mean, a, a trained human, let's say, not maybe not any human. But if you sort of know what you're doing, <laughs> right. I think that Morgan Freeman will always have a job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah. no AI is going to get him exactly right. He might come close right, You've yeah. got a million impersonators some are really good but nobody's morgan mm-hmm. you know i think it's yeah. it's kind of like that and i think when when somebody says you know what, we're gonna we're gonna pay a little bit extra in the budget to really make our ad pop because we're gonna have a real person you know i think there will always be that i suspect
0: okay interesting yeah i, I think it's It's really interesting, especially when it comes to, like, the arts. So, like, I don't know if you've been seeing a lot of posts on LinkedIn about the the AI art. Mm -hmm. Like, a a lot of people are against it. Some people are for it, but I think people who are, like, um, real artists are more so against it because they can see where it's a threat to their industry. And a lot of times, from what I understand, the AI is getting like pieces from other people's art and kind of like putting it together. I don't really know the whole like story behind it, but I, it seems like people were upset that they weren't getting credit for the work that they put weeks and months and years into when a software can go out there and create something in a couple of seconds and produce some, some work. So um, it's, it, I definitely think it's something to think about. Yeah. I think
1: um, you know, my way of looking at it is there's nothing I can do about it. Right. So I'm not going to, uh, since getting mad about it won't help anything. Mm -hmm. How about I just, you know, use that as motivation to get so good that AI will never. I'll always be better than AI,
0: or at least competing
1: with it. Where someone would have Mm -hmm. to think long and hard, like I'd rather just have the real guy, you know. Uh, Yeah. And then you know, and also like with art no there's nothing anyone's ever made that they didn't in some way pull from someone else some some other great artist right. like i just named three people that i i try to be like in my narration mm-hmm. um or five people i guess if you count the Brits um but like you know if someone said oh that sounded like how been a Cumber, been at a cumberbatch inflex," yeah probably so sorry You know what I mean? Like, what can I say? (laughs) I think every artist is like that. There's no artist that just like Mm -hmm. lived in a cave and never saw anybody or anything and created all this beautiful art. They got it from somewhere or probably a lot of other people. You know, I think the best thing Mm -hmm. is to say, hey, I think that's the future. Let's roll with it.
0: Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you say that about, you know, them pulling inspiration from other artists, because like, I sit around and think a lot. And I, I've been thinking about art over the past couple of years a lot. And to me, what I've come to, I guess, believe is that art is kind of like education. It's a scaffolding type of um, thing. So what I mean by that, like if you take superheroes, like everybody sees all my X-Men and Marvel stuff back here when they look at my videos and pictures. But um, Superman, you know, you read stories like how he was taken. he was inspired by jesus and then greek gods and then you look at superman he's very i guess basic as a superhero and what he can do so like things that people typically wish they could be is like stronger or smarter or faster and all these things and then you get into these more complex characters that can like control the weather or shoot beams from from their eyes or turn invisible and then we start talking about people who can warp reality and we get out into space and there's all this cosmic stuff. And it's just kind of like these ideas build on top of each other when it comes to creativity. So I, I definitely um, agree with you on that part where, you know, people are just taking and building upon what people before them, you know, have done or contributed to that specific field. Right. Um. So that I, I do want to talk about that, you know, so you, when you say you wanted to be as good as AI or at least compete with it. So I was, I was on TikTok and I really don't know how to use it that well, like all the different like areas that you go to it, but I clicked on the little people thing and you came up and you were, you were, so this is my question to you. I don't know if you were reading or if you were lip syncing to like one of the voice things. So I was like, man, this sounds like his voice, but I don't know if he's reading like following you know because people right. get on there and they do the voiceovers and they lip sync to it so was that actually you? yeah i
1: haven't lip synced anything because i don't know how to do that <laughs> probably oh, what okay. if i, I was just out. like <laughs> yeah if you if it was a video of me it was definitely my voice because i haven't um um like I, I i can't figure out how to put filters on uh you know it's so yeah it was me <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it, it sounded like, I and I guess the, with the quality, the quality sounded really good, but you were talking in, in, I guess, like your lower octave. um, And so I was like, I kept looking and I was like, it was like really messing up my head. So I didn't know if I was like, well, I'll ask him when I get him on the, um, when I get him on the show, if that was him, or if he was doing one of those voiceover okay. things. So, and I can say, it, you were reading something. um, So I don't know if it's, someone had made a comment about you not, saying something right or you put a, added an extra e on to um something but that's the nature of what um I, I really can't remember what it was talking about but i was impressed with either if you were voiceovering i was impressed and i was going to say hey you need to teach some singers how to voiceover <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i, 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 I know what you're talking about
1: it was a one of the things that i like to do on tiktok is to take like british classics and read them with an intentionally Southern accent. It's it's mm. funny, but it like Lord, I, I read Lord of the Rings this part from Lord of the Rings in a like a Southern accent, and then put um the soundtrack from The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly to it. You like the writers of Rohan, or whatever, and it oh, sounded like a western. It was cool. <laughs> okay, so this British lady got on there and was just been out of shape that I would dare to like you mm. know defile their beautiful language or something and i was just like lady you know sorry this is TikTok. you need to is this your first day you know they're we're doing a lot of stuff on here you might not like and uh anyway so in my answer to her I, i i read her question back in a british accent like you know i cared what she thought and then I just changed back to our redneck accent. Like, yeah, well, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> so, it was, yeah, that, I know what you're talking about. That was, that was my voice.
0: It was classic. When I, when I posted this online, I'm definitely going to have to, um, link that video, um, <laughs> to this so everybody can see what we're talking about. That was, that was pretty good. So what would be some of the skills, um, that you would say that people would need as a voice actor? So, Uh, obviously a good voice
1: (laughs) i would say a a healthy voice as long as you can speak okay uh without you know physical pain or you know if if there's people with uh maladies or whether chronic or acute maybe couldn't do it but the vast Mm -hmm. majority of people can talk you can you can talk uh you can be a voice actor i really think that and um you know like i'm not gonna sound like uh you know if they're doing a a kid's sort of a a kid's commercial for a kid's toy where they're going to want a either a kid or a younger sounding voice so that the the kid on you know uh saturday morning watching cartoons pickers nose eating fruit loops is going to be listening (laughs) to the the thing and not like hey kid (laughs) you need this toy you know like that kind of creeps them out. Whereas if it's a little kid, like, yay, you know, it's the, it's the dino dump or whatever. Um, so the, there's a huge, uh, casting available. There's all kinds of, mm. um, casting, you know, you'd be surprised. Some people are like, I want this to sound Southern. I want this to sound Texan. Um, I want this to sound urban. I want this to sound, I mean, there's so many like castings that people mm-hmm. ask for you know, preteen or, you know, 20 to 40, whatever. So if, if you have a voice and you can speak without pain or whatever, um, I think that mm-hmm. you could definitely be a voice actor if you wanted to be. I do think you should work on at least the ability to not, where if someone heard you, they wouldn't know where you were from, in America anyway. a british Mm -hmm. you know you'll know okay that's an american but they wouldn't know are you from minnesota or florida or texas it it needs to sound i mean think of everybody that you see on any major news network you can't tell where they're from Mm -hmm. you know Shepard smith is from mississippi he's been on fox news i think he's on msnbc now you can't tell he's got mid-regional diction and that's the same with a lot of people Mm -hmm. um be able to speak uh in a in a mid you know mid regional diction that's that'll be very valuable uh and and even if you're not you can still be oh i'm i'll be southern until i can talk like that or hey i'm from the northeast i'll I'll do a demo and all i do is you know northeastern sound and people can get me for oh if you know if they want a character as a you know, in some Northeastern accent, you know, from whatever, Brooklyn or something, and you know how to do that, then, you know, you can Mm -hmm. always do that. So, um, yeah, you don't need a lot of equipment. You just need a voice and a, and a desire to work hard.
0: How would you, um, suggest or some tips that you would give somebody to, to get that mid regional diction? Because me from being from Mississippi, I, it's, it's a struggle. Like, I'm always in my head trying to, like, pre-pronounce like, and, and say things so I don't sound too um, right. country. And for me, I think there's a, a difference between being country and southern. I think country is, like, an extreme version right. of
1: Right. I, I, I totally agree. And there's, I mean, it's interesting how many accents there are, you know. Um, but. One would be listen to people that have good English. Basically, uh, you know, um, you know, newscasters, that kind of thing. Listen to them and hear how they speak, how they say words, how they say their Rs, how they say their Ings. You know that kind of thing. A lot of times in the South, we tend to just whittle those right off. Um. <laughs> we mash things together, shouldn't be mashed together. We cut things apart, shouldn't be cut apart. You know, listen to good English, good American English. And, um, and usually you'll you'll hear that on, you know, most major networks, the, the anchors on most major networks, national networks are gonna be like that. Um, or, you know, I'm sure there's podcasts, you can go on YouTube, but just listen, listen to them and even try and imitate them. You might take a line that they said, mm-hmm. And, you know, try and imitate that the way that I learned was before I started voice acting, my um, platoon sergeant in the army said, hey, none of us can understand you, man. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, you're southern as a turnip green. None of us can understand you. He was from Montana. <laughs> and so I, st- I was like, really? And uh, so I started trying to enunciate you know, and say my R's and my S's and my Ings, and so I was training for voice acting for some time before I ever realized it. That, that remains mm. the best advice, yeah. voice acting advice I've ever gotten. And I was getting yelled at, uh, but yeah, I would say definitely try to work on it, but also regional accents will make you a lot of money too. So, uh, keep your native one, be able to, draw it on hand mm-hmm. and learn some other ones, you know, learn, learn to, you know, Texans yeah. love the way they sound. I do tons of work in Texas and they're all, they're always like, could you please, we want it to sound Texan. So make sure it sounds Texan. Like in the script, everybody else in the country, huh. with the exception of some places in California, they don't want to know where you're from. Uh, sometimes gotcha. outdoor stuff like Cabela's type thing sometimes I kind of want that southern outdoors mm-hmm. sound but 90% of people around the country with the exception of Texas and a few places in California <laughs> they don't want to know where you're from Every, you know and so mm, you'll you'll have a, you'll get the biggest bang for your buck if you can speak in a mid-regional diction on command at least mm-hmm. when you need to
0: Go, going back to your your first point, um, about just having a healthy voice because they want all different types of voices. I I, I guess I grew up when there were these kind of standards and it and there weren't wasn't as much inclusivity um as there is now. So you know, it's really big on diversity and inclusion and, and that sort of thing now. So um, I could see why or how people with a more unique voice could have um, those opportunities. And I don't know if people who um, are aspiring to be voice actors really think about that, or if they're dissuaded because they think that they don't have the right voice, so to speak. So I I think that's great advice.
1: Yeah. And you're exactly right. I think now the field is diverse as it's ever been. Um, I know, I mean, different, races of people that are making a living a good living at it um whereas used to it was all like mid middle aged to older white guys it was the only guys that were even on the radio because that's all you had was mm-hmm. radio and then you had radio and tv mm-hmm. and then you had yeah. radio tv internet and it's it's constantly now on the internet everybody's got a streaming channel and they all need content so there's not only is it more diverse yeah. there's so much more work than there's ever been which is great for everybody. And Mm -hmm. AI will fill some of it. But normal people are going to fill most of it for now. And will always fill a lot of it, I think. And uh, yeah, now's now's Mm -hmm. a good time as any to to jump in, start training for that, if if nothing else.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm going to switch over and ask, I guess, some, some more, um, quirky, quirky type questions. Um, what has been, I guess, it doesn't have to be as a voice actor, but just as a job, what has been one of the craziest, um, interview questions or requests that you've received from an employer or somebody that you work with?
1: Well, as a voice actor, probably I've done, there's a British company, um, a toy company, and I've done three or four commercials for them now, and it's for a burping, farting dinosaur. (laughs) So in the, in the ad, it's, uh, the rider. So I'm, so it's a whole ad and I'm voicing three characters. So I'm the narrator, I'm the dinosaur and I'm the rider like the dinosaur rider, the guy's riding the dinosaur. I'm mm-hmm. also doing the sound effects of the burping and the farting for for different ones. So, yeah. You know?
0: That's definitely... You know, I'm a grown
1: grown man, uh, former army officer, you know, I take myself <laughs> somewhat seriously, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do?
0: <clears throat> um going back to the healthy voice thing, um, and I did say I was going to switch it up, but what are some techniques or things that you do to keep your 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 voice healthy? And this is kind of like going to that, that self-care type of thing, and you can talk about both, or if they're both, you know, they're one and the same for you, that's cool as well, but like, what are some things that you do to take care of I your drink voice? drink
1: a lot of hot tea. Um, I think coffee's okay, and I drink coffee, drink a lot of coffee, but tea is has a soothing effect more so than coffee does for the most part on your uh, vocal cords, you know, just uh, sort of warms your, your bosom, you know, it just it just makes you feel better. It hydrates you. <laughs> um, also drinking a lot of water mm. is going to be very helpful because you um, especially if you're doing longer stuff like audiobooks, you know, you're losing mm. moisture every time you open your mouth. So you're you're slowly dehydrating without meaning to. So if you're not constantly replenishing your fluids, you're going to be going to start getting cotton mouth. (laughs) You'll start making the, those tacky noises in the mic that you have to edit out later and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So those are two things, drink hot tea and drink a lot of water. And then also um, just try to relax when you talk. Don't, don't try to, you know, project, any more than you have to talk loud enough to be heard mm-hmm. and be, you know, talk with your diaphragm that usually increases the volume without actually like stressing your you know vocal cords. And so, um, you yeah, know, when you're a lot of shouting and stuff. That's just, you know, rough on your vocal cords. Some people are in lines of work. You, you know, you have to be able to talk above a machine or something. That was the case with me, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, just go easy on it. You know it's like you're uh you know you don't run everywhere you go even though you have that capability <laughs> uh so you would not want to right like yeah. project your voice all the time it's like no it's capable of being very loud but you know try not to use that you know try not to redline it you know, try mm-hmm. to try to keep it down here as much as possible
0: gotcha gotcha good stuff What would you um, suggest for somebody, you know, trying to break into voice acting as far as like equipment or how to find gigs and and stuff like that? So what type of advice and tips would you give?
1: Yeah, I would say one, uh, start reading aloud your favorite books, magazines, whatever. Read aloud. Be able to tell a story. Make it interesting. Make boring things interesting. Mm. Like just practice. And uh, a lot of times you can, if you read something from the classics, you know, sort of a classic literature or, you know, if I know if I read a um, you know, Maya Angelou um, poetry book, that's going to be good writing. Fine. Read that because, you know, it's not the writing's not going to be crap. It's going to be really good. Uh, use something that, you know, is good writing uh, and then just read, read, read aloud, record it. And then listen to yourself and say, "Was that any good? You know, like, or, ooh, I, oh, I yeah. don't, I'm not interested at all in, in what I have to say. Um, and then just just do it again. I remember listening to Tom Hiddleston read poetry. And then I recorded myself doing the same poem and listened back to it. And I was like, man, I suck. And then, so, okay, let me try again. Mm-hmm. Try to sound more like, get that emotion that he had. And I think just comparing yourself—one uh, reading a lot, like I said—and then comparing yourself to really good mm-hmm. narrators. You don't want to compare yourself to some, you know, noob. That's like you're like, oh, I'm better than him already. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. How about you try to? How about you shoot for Morgan Freeman? And you'll never be that good, but if you you could still be amazing and never have reached his level right and yet you could be making a living at it if you're shooting for him you know so like mm-hmm. shoot for um someone that you really like and there's lots of great narrators i have mentioned all you know male narrators just because that's that's where my voice is but there, there's so many out there um uh male female voices that are that are incredible you find what you like and you sort of uh, connects with you and listen to them a lot and then record a lot yourself. Imitate them if mm-hmm. you can. And then also, um, and that's on the practice side, I think it's also good to get in some acting classes, whether it's a voice acting, stage acting, mm-hmm. you know, getting your local community theater, anything where you're pretending to be somebody else, you're reciting lines for someone else. Do that. To could be improv. Whatever it is, I would I would encourage anyone to be in some kind of performance class that will help a lot and then the actual um i think you need four things in your residence to get started and that is a computer or tablet software Mm -hmm. you can use audacity which is free um so that's two a mic a, a microphone and then a sound treated place to record that starting out, that could be as simple as your clothes closet. That's a sound treated. I mean, if you, if you, uh, walk in your clothes closet and say, say your full name out loud, and then you walk out into the bedroom and say it again, it'll sound different. There's a lot more hard spaces mm-hmm. out in your bedroom. It's a bigger space, all that stuff. You could start in your closet. A lot of voice actors have started in there. Uh, don't stay in it. Eventually you want to come out, have a nice uh, place, but like (laughs) you can start there. It's totally fine. And then, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you need to start is, is those four things and a lot of practice and some, some training as well.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And to, and like booking gigs, would would you say maybe something like Fiverr or just getting on LinkedIn or um, sites like that? My
1: advice is don't, do it on any one thing. Like, don't say, well, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to get on Fiverr and that's how I'll, you know, make a living. No, get on Fiverr. Great. But get on a bunch of other ones too and see what works. Cause it, you, you might, there might be one that, uh, surprises you, um, you know, mm-hmm. get a demo made. And this is a little down the road once you're, you know, you're trained up and that kind of thing, but you need to right. make get a demo made or if you, if you know what you're doing, you can make it yourself, but it needs to be a good professional demo. And then you can email that out to production companies. You can email it to, you know, agents okay. and that kind of thing. And, um, so that's kind of your, your tool to say, here's what I can do. Here's what I sound like. And then, um, that same thing you could put on Fiverr, you could put on, um, the ACX, if anyone's interested in audiobooks, ACX.com is a great place to get work for audiobooks. Um, that's kind of where I started. I did a lot of audiobook wow, work early good. on. Uh, that was very helpful in my development, I think, because it was just a lot of, I was telling the stories, mm-hmm. you know, reading stuff like that.
0: gotcha gotcha and speaking of studios you are in your studio now so if you all are listening you, can, you can't see it but if you're watching the the video um jake is in his his right, studio yep. correct jake yeah so and if you look at the wall your yeah. wall is so if... yeah, the
1: dude like terminology. sound treated soundproof whatever
0: okay yeah He's got the fancy um mic from back in the 1950s. Here's
1: the here's the, the so, real yeah. 1950s one. See, that's like oh, a, there we go. You know, like the uh, <laughs> one that comes down for the now. Yeah, like exactly. the Elvis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it reminds me of the radio shows as um as well, but. Like the uh, the right, designer reminds me, like, like the Elvis, Elvis movies mind. when I see him on the, yeah, <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, I just got a couple more, I guess, questions for you, really quick. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and just get. Oh, one last question, I guess, about your career. What type of work do you normally do? Is it commercials, just like a lot of um, like books, or is it it's just a big mix of things? things?
1: But I would say I do definitely do a lot of commercials. Okay. And then, um, I do some books, and I do a good bit of you know character type stuff for all kinds of things. Yeah, but uh, gotcha. yeah, huge. I mean, a huge mix. Okay, huge mix. Everything every day it's something different. Right, as far right. as maybe the answering machine for some eye clinic in Texas, and then a you know I'm doing a museum pieces for a thing in Qatar for the Sheikh Faisal Museum. You <laughs> know, it's like. You never know
0: what it'll be. <laughs> That's crazy. I I would, I would never, like, I hear the, you know, the people on the answer machine or, like, you call in and you're on hold, but I just never thought about, I guess because, again, the time we grew up, you would just get on the answer machine and right. put your own voice message on there. So I didn't really think, well, the, you know, they had, <laughs> like, this is somebody the in the office. The,
1: <laughs> the companies that do that, you'll, you'll know, like, if you didn't realize it, then that's a good <laughs> message. But a lot of times, I mean, you know who it is. It's like Right. Hi, hey, you've reached Ted's hair care and tire center. <laughs> we ain't here right now and call back later. You know, and it's like, oh
0: <laughs> That's what's up. So I'm gonna get into a couple of questions with you, this or that. And um you just have to pick one of the others I I know you you're familiar with it. Um, so this is, I, I try to make these specific to the people if I know them. So, um, the first one is American history or American government.
1: I don't know that you can separate those two, but I would say, I would say <laughs> American history. I like history.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking this I, I kinda agree with you on that, but in school right, I knew right. I had to take American government and, and American history, so but American government is a part of American right, right. history. Like that's how I look at it. Um AM or FM? FM. All righty. Movies or series? It
1: it depends. That depends. But probably uh probably movies. <laughs> probably movies.
0: Okay. Grilled steak or fried chicken?
1: It depends on what mood I'm in, but normally steak just for the, it's healthy, more healthy.
0: And Jim Cummings or Mel <laughs> that's, Blank? That's
1: a that's a very tough I'm one. Familiar. I would say Mel Blank just because <laughs> of like watching him do it live, like on a if you google him on uh the tonight show going through the different characters that's that's like performance art on its own it's amazing
0: yeah yeah so I, so i did some research on that one to um like see who were considered some of the greatest voice actors and i saw a video on youtube about mel blank and they were saying how he was um, cuz he did i think daffy duck bugs bunny and um yeah. the the hunter but he had Daffy Duck mimicking Bugs Bunny, or right. Bugs Bunny mimicking Daffy Duck. And the, the guy from, I think it was um, Family Guy or some some TV show, he was talking about how hard it is to have like two of the characters that you do mimic each other and it not sound like just doing the other character in reverse but it actually sounded like you know so and then i started like listening and thinking about that and i was like well all the only thing he was doing was just like speaking for bugs when he was acting like you know um daffy but he still had the <laughs> daffyism when he was speaking as bugs so i was like that is, that's like kind of a, like a mind twist when you like really think about it. But I was like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was truly yeah, he did. amazing. Porky so, Pig, Yosemite
1: yeah. Sam, Bugs Bunny. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. They were saying he did over right. a hundred, a, a thousand, a thousand different yeah. voices. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was cool. So I, I, I got to, um, I have a, a, a request. So give us your, I'm going to pick a topic and I want you to do a, um, uh, a voice acting. We're going to test your chops out here live on the spot. (laughs) So we're going to have a a advertisement for a men's fragrance, like a a high-end men's fragrance. How would you, how would you do that? Like we're introducing the world to this fragrance.
1: Okay. So fragrance companies usually don't have voiceovers. All they have is something, some kind of mm. stupid, like like weird, like techno music. And they'll have these otherworldly, landscape-y, you know, guy with a bare chest. or You might know him. Oh, uh, gotcha. John Depp, you might not know him. He might be a model. <laughs> Either way, it's some hunky dude. And there's usually ladies like slithering up and down him. And there's no talking. The only time a fragrance talk- mm. talks is at the very end where you say, it's, where it's like, Evis the name, like that's all it says. It'll say that something like that.
0: Yeah. Now that you, n- yeah. Now that you like yeah. said that, that makes sense because that's like the only thing that I remember them saying in the commercial is the name of the fragrance. So now I have to pick something else. um This is going to be a food place that sells pizza and. Texas
1: barbecue. Texas barbecue. Okay. do you have a script or I'm, I'm supposed to make them up as well oh man yeah i'm not that's the thing about voice acting <laughs> you got you have you have to have a script i don't i uh can't
0: have the script
1: <laughs> i don't hold myself responsible for anything if i don't have a script now if i've got a script it'll sound good if i don't have a script it might sound terrible <laughs> <laughs> I did one for a chicken place the other day, though. What did? What was it? It it wasn't barbecue as well. Um, somewhere in the Midwest. Wish I had that. I wish I had that script. I don't. I don't even remember.
0: Dang. That game didn't like work. I, if you had work, a, script, a script I'd
1: bang it out. It's so fast. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I'm so terrible at uh, improv. <laughs> That's something I never took was improv class. If you do characters, you have to improv. Like you have to be able to do that. Um, but on a like a, mm, a commercial you. script, you would you would almost never improv unless I mean, there's always a script. Then they might say, "Hey, if you know of a better way to say it, you know, give us some takes like that." But you're kinda looking at it and saying, Okay, well I could you know do it like this. But you you like I wouldn't make up a script, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah. Sorry. I could have had something prepared. (laughs) But I like that's a that's a total like (laughs) fastball going right by me.
0: (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. No problem, no problem. Um one final question. What are some of your likes and dislikes as a voice actor?
1: The, um, I like creative stuff, real, um, you know, artistic stuff. I like that. I do, there's mm-hmm. a um, piano company called Fazole out of Italy that I do um, ads for, and they're handmade, Pianos—they're like three hundred thousand dollars, half a million dollars. I mean, they're expensive, Mm -hmm. Um, and they're all of their ads are like short films, and so it's like I'm narrating a short film. I love doing that. They Uh are easy to work with—that kind of thing. When the the artist is easy to work with, I love it. What I don't like is working with artists who don't know how to describe what they want. 'Cause a lot of times artistic uh, people and I include myself in that to some level, it's they don't they're not writers, they're artists. <laughs> so they can't tell you what they want. All they know is when you send it to them, like, oh no, no, that's not what I wanted. Well, what do you want? And they can't tell you. Mm-hmm. That's frustrating. <laughs> I don't like that.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like in they, their head they know and they exactly have a hard what time they want, like but they're getting it out.
1: They, they can't form they can't communicate to you what it is that they want so I run into that sometimes Mm -hmm. it's always frustrating but that's also that's just part of the job you gotta deal with it but I have ways of like you know hey well who are you who are you talking to what do you want this person to feel you know and then you sort of can kind of milk it Mm -hmm. out of them
0: gotcha what is and I keep saying that this is the last (laughs) question so I'm not going to say it this time but We're just going to put this one out there so we can manifest it. What is your, your dream job or your dream voice acting gig? I mean,
1: someone asked me that the other day and I told him, you know, I work from home. I make my own schedule. I spend time with my family. Like I am, I am living my voice over, my dream voiceover gig. Like I, I really am. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful. But I would also say, you know, any kind of, um I, I don't know, a, a Super Bowl commercial maybe, or, uh, you know, like a, a character in a Pixar. I mean, you got you to be an A-list actor to be in a Pixar movie. But I could be the guy at the end of the credits that's, you know, that had like one line, you know, something like that. It doesn't, you know, something, something fun. Uh yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like... <laughs> I've uh, done a lot of stuff and I've, I'm thankful. So, if I never did that, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, I kind of like where I'm at.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. All right. That's what's up. So, tell the people where they can re- reach you at and, um, and what you got planned next. For okay.
1: Well, I voice can be um, reached on uh, Instagram or TikTok at Jake Phillips 116 I have a YouTube channel Jake Phillips voiceover I have a podcast the cultured bumpkin where I read um, like classics from public domain works kind of uh, poems essays short stories excerpts um, kind of an audiobook form and um, and you can yeah get on there message me or um, my, in my email is jakephillips Phillips at gmail.com you're always I'm happy to have people email questions. And periodically I'll have um, Zoom, like intro to voice acting 101, and it's like a free webinar. So I do those from time to time. So if anybody's interested in something like that, shoot me a message or a email, and I can put you on the list. And when I'm like, hey, I'm about to do one, two weeks from now, I'll send out a, a message. So, yeah.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thanks again, Jake, for being on the show. I know we had some some technical difficulties there at the beginning, and um, but we worked through it. So, thanks. Um, and maybe we can have you on here once you get that. There Super we go. Bowl there we go. And you can talk about that. Maybe
1: I'll have a a script for update. it and I'll uh, <laughs> read it out. All. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah,
0: I I'll have one. I have to yeah, have you read something from my book next you. time. Real good talking. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Likewise. We'll see you. Bye. All right. Have a good night.